0: i uh-huh.
1: and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, One Elvish Arrow Volley at a Time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
2: I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: And joining us again this week is Rick and Julia Ingham from Mad Max Minute. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello there. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Minute 172, which starts with yet another orc um, falling over and dying and ends with another orc falling over and dying. Nice end caps
2: Yeah That orc at the end killed by Haldir in majestic fashion Yes
1: yes, That's true We didn't
0: didn't really spend too much time Talking about it yesterday But I feel like we really glossed over The fact that people keep Using the phrase Fire Mm -hmm. in relation to arrows And none of those arrows are on fire
2: Right That is something that I had never considered I just, assume, I have just written that off as a modern colloquialism because of firearms, and I just completely accept it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it like an unspoken movie rule that if you're having a war at night, the arrows are supposed to be on fire?
0: Kind of like a tracer round sort of situation.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, but they don't do that here. I'm yeah. actually kind of surprised there aren't any flaming arrows.
1: Because that no, sounds, is raining pretty yeah, hard. yeah it sounds but...
2: like a pain in the ass. I know, and they already did and they'd have to be digitally flaming arrows yeah, no I guess if you're making practical arrows and you can't use them after you fire them anyway and stuff they might as well be on fire,
0: yeah, especially if you have the ability to add in digital flaming arrows. I just wanted to make sure that we touch on this subject to satisfy the people over in the listeners yes, <laughs> yeah, I saw that
1: uh yeah so that, that's- is, like aragorn doesn't technically say fire it's the men of rohan that say fire
0: yeah it's like, that eyeless guy
1: well no and um I guess, ha- uh, not Hama and gambling gambling not <laughs> yeah,
0: gambling and i and one-eyed willy yell fire and it all depends on what the elvis translation works out to because aragorn shouted oh gosh i'm gonna butcher this a Harad. Mm -hmm. so i don't know which part of that is the order to let your arrows fly but in the subtitle that i was looking at where it adds the english translation it says
1: prepare to fire
0: fire. yeah yeah prepare to fire and fire yeah cassandra looked it up
2: and i guess the more direct translation is hurl
1: yeah
0: now, see, that makes sense.
1: I mean, it's, it's not quite right because, like they were saying in the group, it would be, like, loose, like, let loose the arrows. But the literal translation from English to Elvish is hurl.
0: <laughs> like, I made very careful considerations when I was putting my notes together never to use the term firing arrows because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Even when they're using crossbows, it does not make sense.
1: Yeah, we see crossbows here.
0: We do. And
2: those are... Crossbows confirmed. Crossbows confirmed. Those are apparently based on... They're near replicas of a 15th century German style crossbow.
1: Oh, dang. Ooh. That's cool.
2: They're the, their pump reload, their pump pull mechanism and firing mechanism and the look of the, the cross piece is straight off of a 15th century German crossbow
1: nice
2: so there you go there's there's some historical weaponry hanging out in your fantasy movie yeah (laughs) just chilling
1: um so we get more of my favorite extras in this minute
2: these two elves with aragorn
1: yes uh
2: just stressed they
1: are kind of all over the place i don't know like are they having a bad day like,
2: yes, clearly. No,
1: no, the elves are clearly like in control here because they have the high ground, Anakin. But like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Also, man, that, like, elves... the elf that
2: bites it down the stairs is not having a good day. Elves
1: screaming, yeah. Um, like thirty-two seconds in, when they're like Every trying time. to fire their arrows, but also not hit Vigo Mortensen in the face.
2: <laughs> Every time you pause with Aragorn and these two guys in the shot, the guy. Who are left behind Aragorn's face is incredible. (laughs) He's so He's so into this. (laughs) And not in an excited way. He just looks horrified.
1: He just showed up to work one day and he's like, Hey, we're going to Helm's Deep to help some humans out. And he's like, Oh, okay, how bad can that be?
0: And then he gets stuck next to Aragorn and Aragorn is constantly getting in his way and he's like, excuse me, sir. Excuse excuse me. I just gotta get right by you. Can I just can I just shoot? (laughs) past you real quick Excuse, you are right up against the wall i just need to i i, I could use a better sightline, sir please
2: he's just an elf sir. with the uh the voice of the mumbly voice guy from office space
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: i believe you have my spot on the battlement <laughs>
1: but like the one on um i guess the right side of the screen is also he's like shooting super awkwardly
2: yeah because they're just trying, because they're trying to be visible, but also
1: not, not hit Vigo. <laughs> but
2: they're trying to be visible around him, and he moves around a lot. It's in the so foreground. funny!
1: I love these two. We should name these two before the the battle's over.
2: What are, What are two good Falala elf names? For these falala.
1: Two it could be Falala and Lala. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll say if you want to go back to PBS, you can name another one Tinky Winky and a fourth one
1: Poe. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know about these elves falling over the wall either. I feel I like know. they wouldn't scream like men.
2: They just can't yeah. help it. They don't know what noise to I make. I mean, we
1: have the the peak.
2: That's tomorrow. Yes, it's tomorrow. Yes,
1: that's tomorrow. I'm excited. Um,
2: I'm the one that gets introduced that minute. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, man. I really just can't get over how awful that fall onto the stairs looks. hmm uh, Just thinking about it. Having having slipped downstairs in my life on multiple occasions. <laughs> because I live in the frozen north and things get slippery. <laughs> the frozen north. Just, uh, Falling downstairs is horrible. And this is just... This just looks rough. The way that that... It's just got... It, I'm not assuming the first it's a stuntman.
1: Not the first time in this movie we've seen someone fall downstairs.
2: <laughs> yeah, but Wormtongue deserved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: Just one hundred. What's
0: even worse is that these elves being thrown—they're being thrown by Uruk crossbow bolts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like they're not getting casually knocked aside; they are being thrown back by after being pierced.
2: That's pretty unrealistic, as far as I can, as far as I would be able to to gather based on physics. Because if the pull strength for the crossbow is strong enough to have thrown you back so far like that, it's going to go straight, straight through you.
1: Strike. Strike
2: through you.
0: <laughs> it's
1: going to go straight through you.
0: Struth. But- Those arrows they knock you on your ass.
1: We, like, to counter that, we see the elves also do the same thing without crossbow mechanisms. Right, so what-
2: I have fired...
1: Those are some swole elves.
2: I have fired a crossbow with a 120-pound pull.
1: Okay, first of all, why?
2: So- <laughs> because somebody had it. <laughs> and that's illegal in this state. Yes!
1: So why are you telling people?
2: <laughs> and oh my god. I gotta tell you, the recoil on it is comparable to like a, like a three hundred eight rifle.
1: I have no context for this, but it sounds which equally is, as dangerous. Which is intense. Have,
0: that's that's a standard hunting rifle. Have someone punch you rifle. in the shoulder.
2: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> someone punching you in the shoulder real hard.
1: Wow.
2: Like a, th- a three hundred eight is like a like a pretty standard hunting rifle, mm. and a hundred and twenty pound test crossbow will bury its bolt in a large tree like three or four inches.
1: God, that's so scary.
0: So I found it interesting that the. Eric's are only busting out the crossbows at this point. So I went on YouTube and I found a clip from an old episode of, Oh gosh, it was the Arlie Ermy show on history channel. Roll call or mail call. About, was it mail call? It was the one about the history of weapons oh. and whatnot. And he did a segment about the English longbow and the French medieval crossbow. And he was talking about their draw strength and their effective range. The English longbow, which keep in mind, six feet tall before it's, you know, strung. Mm -hmm. And these elvish bows are not that big, but it's a fantasy land. So they're probably comparable, but they have an effective range of 300 yards, which for people that don't think about yards all that often, it's three football fields. Mm -hmm. Whereas the medieval crossbow, its effective range is only 60 yards. So that's not even a full run. Fact that a crossbow, the arms of a crossbow can't be as long as a longbow; otherwise, it would be completely impractical to yield. Besides, I think those are just called scorpions, and they mount them to the deck of ships. But that's beside the point. So it makes sense that even though the uruk, even though the urukai had to wait longer to use them, that they're just as devastating when they find their targets. Mm -hmm
2: yeah cross crossbows were incredibly dangerous and deadly when they were invented and able to be mass-produced but never truly had their day in the in the sun as far as warfare is concerned because guns were not far behind them
0: yeah the vatican was like come on guys don't don't do that don't come on we can't have peasants killing landed knights we can't have that stop it (laughs) and everyone's like okay pope buzzkill and then they did it anyway yeah
2: (laughs) but why wouldn't i use this incredible weapon that i can hand a peasant and add him to my army
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you have literally no training with a weapon take this all you do is look down the projectile and pull the trigger point and shoot yes you got this you understand (laughs) now go peasant kill for me
1: oh oh no
2: don't even give those guys don't even <laughs> give those guys an ar- armor or a helmet you just give them the crossbow totally expendable gonna kill 20 men though
1: <laughs> so I have a lot of questions about Gimli's linguistic abilities in this minute um, because sh- like 30 seconds in Aragorn yells in elvish ladders. And he doesn't repeat it in English or common or whatever. Manish. Um, ma- I refuse to say that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then Gimli immediately responds with good. So...
2: He understands some words in Elvish.
1: Why? How?
2: You like, learn the language of your enemy, Cassandra. <laughs> immersion
0: therapy?
1: like dwar- Like, especially Gimli. Gimli is, like, incredibly racist.
0: When we meet him, Against yeah.
1: elves in Fellowship. And he's like, you know, he's warmed up to it. But like...
2: He's warmed up to two.
1: When... Okay, and when have they had time to learn Elvish? Like, is, is Legolas just teaching him, like, some Cinderin?
2: Okay, flip side. Flip side of this. Lots of ancient Dwarven craft is also tied up in working with elves. Okay. So, knowing some amount of Elvish... From working with artifacts that were made by dwarves and elves? Makes some sense.
1: But why would they be talking about ladders when you're talking about metal?
2: Uh, I don't know. If you're latticing things to build things? I don't know. What?
1: Like, like in the mine? Yeah. But... uh, That was so long ago, though.
2: That's true. It was a very long time ago. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there.
1: I just don't... It's... It's... I don't
2: know. I do love the reaction of good, though. He's just, good. <laughs> he's, he's ready.
1: Bring them to me. Bring them to me. <laughs> good.
2: He's just He just wants to take the axe and hit orcs with it.
1: Yeah, bring your pretty face to my ass.
2: Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't say that. Apparently he thinks the wargs are prettier than the orcs.
1: Yeah, they're big floofy boys.
2: <laughs> big floofy boys. <laughs> big toothy puppets. Yeah. yeah. Smarter than the orcs, too, probably. Probably.
1: Uh, the orc that shows up on the battlements with the Jason mask.
2: Oh, the Berserker. Yeah, yeah the Berserkers. Richard Taylor kind of goes off on his own, on his own little adventure in the commentary, talking about the Berserkers for a solid minute and a half.
1: <laughs> Share some with the class. It's
2: just, uh, we, like we had we had this idea that the berserkers would have a helmet filled with human blood from their generals and they would and it'd be too tight for them and they'd just shove it down over the head of the berserker before they send them up over the
1: wall oh my god
0: yes there is an entire entry on the lord of the rings wikia about these berserkers so these guys are obviously larger than your standard urukai. They're supposed to be six and a half feet tall, weighing an estimated 300 pounds.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And those helmets, they fill it with human blood Mm -hmm. as a way to like frenzy the berserkers. So they get that smell and they can't get away from it. So they go into a frenzy and they just want to murder
1: humans. That's gross.
2: Have these
0: big two-handed swords. I uh
2: I have questions and concerns about the safety of how they are thrown up there on the ladders. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: because a ladder that large is like you would not be able to stop yourself and just land on that wall if you were being pushed by a ladder this tall. When it stopped because of where you are on it, the momentum would just throw
0: you. Especially into if you weigh like
1: over three hundred pounds. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, they would just get thrown into the keyboard. <laughs>
0: Well, this is my non-canonical source being the Wikia, but apparently the battle frenzy that they go into makes them immune to pain. So yeah, when they're getting flung off the top of those ladders, they're just there to create as much chaos. It's like putting a cat in a bag... (laughs) shaking the bag, and then tossing that bag into a room full of kindergartners. Oh, my God. You're just doing it to create chaos. Oh,
1: my gosh. That is a very, very specific example.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're all going to want to pet the cat. The cat is going to be completely uninterested at this point in time. I mean, me and my sister used to do that to each other. to wake each other up in the morning. We'd whip the dog into a frenzy and then open the bedroom door and shut it right behind the dog. (laughs) And he was a husky, and he was very, very excitable.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so these guys, they're not tactical in any way. They're just basically there to clear a space for the other hurricane to climb up that the ladder.
2: Sense. Yeah, but there's no way they'd be able to land on the wall. They would. They would just get thrown they over the wall, it. land on their heads, <laughs> break their necks and die. Just get shot like arrows
0: at the ground. They just have to fly through the air spread eagle with all their limbs out to try and catch as many elves on the way by as possible. Yeah. Knock a couple
1: off the wall. Yeah, three hundred pound projectile mm. are, you right? are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> why that's why we threw we that's why people throw cows with trebuchets.
1: <laughs> so this is the Orakai equivalent of Feche Lavash? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you don't even have to wait for it to die and get full of disease. It's already full of disease. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, just like catapulting. Why isn't
1: anyone doing that movie by Minutes? Monty Python? Yeah. I don't
0: know. Maybe out of reverence. Maybe. But what reverence? It's
2: already <laughs> such a joke. Just go for it. John Cleese would be proud.
0: <laughs> Gosh, I just today learned of the Howard the Duck Minute show. What? They call they called themselves uh, Howard the Duck Tales oh, podcast.
1: Oh god.
2: I need to send them an email. I want to be on that. I...
0: <laughs> They're already... They're already over 60 minutes into the wow. show. And I'm just now hearing about them.
2: Oh man.
1: Interesting.
0: I'm now I'm now sad because
1: that movie is terrible.
2: Yeah, and I actually like that movie.
1: <laughs> You're terrible.
2: <laughs> You're in a minority. I uh, very much uh I think I think that movie gets a lot of a lot of flack because of the the silly factor of the the protagonist.
1: Oh my God gosh
0: now i feel it also gets a lot of flack because of what they chose to put in that movie yes
2: the the romance thing is very dumb
0: the bestiality yeah. and the fact that at one point they showed duck boobs yep. a duck boobs that
2: that is right at the beginning too it's it's like in the first four or five minutes of the movie he's
0: howard is just watching tv oh my god they don't even give you time to adjust they just throw it in your face with no yeah. regard for you. And right
2: behind him is a
0: poster that's just like Indiana Jones, but it's a duck.
1: I want that movie.
0: Just, there's a bunch
2: of like other, like Steven Spielberg movies, movie posters, just in the Howard the Duck universe of just ducks instead. <laughs> I don't know. I've always...
1: That's...
2: There's just like this weird amount of wrong like show, childhood <laughs> nostalgia because as a kid, I just always thought that movie was so funny.
0: <laughs> so on the wikia page for the berserkers it also describes their weapon My apparently gosh. the sword has a five foot blade and a foot long double that spike at end that is a truly massive hunk of and steel and an that is
1: absurd
2: yeah, you can't even call that a sword <laughs> that is a paddle they're gonna that row down the, a sword row down the colorado river <laughs> with that <laughs> jesus
1: what is the big pole that the gondoliers use in, in venice that's like that you yeah. know what i'm talking about
2: yeah I don't know. I
1: forget what it's called.
2: And
1: dropped. <laughs> and dropped. And I have no idea.
2: I just have no clue.
1: I could look it up, but...
2: I love the transition of all the elves pulling out their swords. Yeah. That's a cool shot.
1: It reminds me of the prologue.
2: Yeah, they're the, the whirling elven blender of death.
1: Yes. It's much more precise in the prologue.
2: Yeah. It's a nice row from the background to the foreground of all the swords spinning. Mm-hmm. This is just a bunch of guys being like, oh crap.
1: Uh, swords.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were they were fighting regular orcs in the flashback. They didn't have all of these genetically modified battle frenzy blood soaked right, right. berserkers just getting all up in their face. Man.
2: Yeah, these berserkers it, it's just really amusing to me. It made it made me smile just listening to Richard Taylor go off on his own Talking about, about the berserkers. About human blood. Just,
0: just are you
1: okay? Are you okay, Richard? <laughs> Dude, you know he wrote fanfiction about them.
0: Well, I mean, the Berserkers are technically fanfiction. They're not in the book. It's just like,
1: hey, Peter, I have an idea. Let me pitch you my idea. They
2: very much to me sound like a Peter Jackson idea.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fair.
2: Like, what if we have all these orcs covered in human blood and swept into a frenzy? Let's give them giant swords. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get real human blood? No, Peter.
1: Can we get real human blood? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just imagine Peter Jackson getting, like, really excited about things. That's just like a
0: Kubrick thing to say.
2: Throwing crazy stuff out in meetings about how the movie is going to go. And most of the time, uh, Barry Osborne is just like, no, Peter. <laughs> no. Yeah, we can do that, but no. He's
1: the voice of reason. No. <laughs> he's
2: he's the, the hama of the production. Well, I mean, you
1: need a good producer to just tell the director no. Every so often.
2: Yeah. Barry Osborne has a, a voice like a middle manager. <laughs> so I just like imagine.
1: mid-level management? Yeah.
2: So I just I just imagine him being the guy that always has to be like, no.
1: Like he's the one who has to deal with the cranky customer.
2: He's the one step below the manager in the building. Oh, okay. Who whenever someone's like, oh, I want to talk to your supervisor. It's just like, well, I guess they're going to talk to Barry. <laughs> I'm not going to let him talk to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the voice he has to me. He just sounds like the guy that has to deal with stuff. He
1: sounds a little like a long-suffering dad of a toddler.
2: Like he gets excited about some of this stuff, You're but right. then he's just like, and that was the day they broke my favorite lamp. It's just like He's <laughs> like, he talks about all this stuff. Like him and him and, and Rick Porras and uh, Mark Ordesky they always get really excited about stuff in the commentaries, and then at some point inevitably, like, every 15, 20 minutes, there's just something that's just like, well, this is what Peter wanted to do, but the effects guys said no. (laughs) And it just, I don't know, something about it just makes me laugh. But especially Barry Osborne's voice, he really does sound, he he sounds like someone in management who doesn't really want to be there. (laughs) But he's just like, I guess I'm good at this. Okay, I'm good at saying no.
1: You need that on a movie set Absolutely.
0: Otherwise, you get the prequels. (laughs) And hey, th- these movies wouldn't exist without the production team. So, yeah, I meant the Star Wars prequels, not the Hobbit movies.
1: I mean, I mean, it's okay. same thing ish.
0: They're not as bad as the prequels. Wow. Yeah, mm. <laughs> there's still a lot of really weird CGI yeah.
1: though. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: hey, man, that's
2: that's what you get when you take a uh, Guillermo del Toro project and then hand it to Peter Jackson.
1: Honestly, like. I'm thinking about the Star Wars prequels now, and I'm just like, is the Hobbit prequels like flipped in terms of like enjoyment? But Attack of the Clones is real bad. So never mind. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I worst movie en- I ever saw in the theater, I would I say. I at
1: least enjoyed myself in the second Hobbit movie. Not to be said of the third one, but...
0: I don't know. Maybe Attack of the Clones isn't the worst movie I ever saw in the theater, but it's close. <laughs> We've still yet to see The Hobbit in its entirety. Mm. Because the only way we sat down and watched those movies was in a... A fan edit. Yeah. They took all three oh, movies... Oh, they condensed them? Chopped it up a bunch, condensed them down. I don't think we saw anything involving the Necromancer. And there were still probably a lot of different side plots that just got mm-hmm. taken out. So it took us, what, four hours to watch the whole thing?
2: Yeah, I'm still bitter right. that Bayorn yeah. only had like five minutes of screen
0: time. I
1: know. He's not like that instrumental in the book, though.
2: Yeah, but I love Bayorn. <laughs> a man that turns into a bear.
1: <laughs> he's a werebear.
2: He's a werebear. <laughs> like he's the proof in the Tolkien in, in the Hobbit that Tolkien was at least thinking about were creatures somewhere in his mythology.
1: That's true. I mean, you have all of that in the Silmarillion.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like, it's in the Hobbit. There's a werebear in the Hobbit. <laughs> uh, like how terrifying is a bear to a, a hobbit?
1: Yeah, that's true. Just
2: if you're the size of one of its legs, dude. <laughs>
1: I think I'm all out of notes for this one. Yeah, me too. Okay.
0: I just wanted to bring up Richard Taylor's excitement
2: about
1: the yeah. berserkers. I love Richard Taylor.
0: I appreciate the fact that Gimli is the one who gets the first official hit in on one of these berserkers as they crest the wall. He's the berserker's riding up and all he sees is elves and then he gets to the top and all of a sudden <laughs> Gimli is there and he just <laughs> Well, yeah, he it can't see half. him
2: over the parapet. He just he doesn't know that that dwarf is standing there. That berserker is probably thinking, "Oh, yes, an empty spot where I can land." <laughs> Kimley's <laughs> like not today not today satan
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep we get to we get to see some cool action shots with aragorn and haldir wrapping us up i'm excited oh yeah aragorn
2: slices that urkai's leg in this minute right
1: oh yeah there's a lot of hacking and slashing
2: that's brutal that's
1: cause... that's us for the next like what two months
2: and urkai gets a sword stabbed directly through his stomach
1: not the first time we've seen that.
2: No, there's just a a handful of just brutal shots.
1: Yeah. But we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Uh, check us out there. Check out some of the other podcasts, such as Protagonist Podcast, Doctor's Companion, which comes back with new stuff very soon, because the new show is about to start.
2: New Doctor. Yeah,
1: New Doctor. Um, Geek by Night, Immunities, uh, Having a Friend for Dinner, the Hannibal one. If you want more human blood, I guess. Um,
2: As a nice side dish?
1: Yes. Uh, And be sure to check out Mad Max Minute, where you'll find Rick and Julia. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about this battle, as we will for the next forever. I'm excited. (laughs) Bye. Bye.